It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Last time I checked, we were just under 700 subscribers. So I'm imagining now with you listening to the show that we're over 700 subscribers so far on YouTube. So thank you to everyone who supported the show. And it's now time to get to our next goal of 800 by the end of the week or start of next week. Let's get there. 800 subscribers right now. If you're not subscribed to the show on YouTube, shame on you. What are you doing? But that's fine. If you're someone who listens every morning in the car while driving to work, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show over on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. You can also check us out on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council on Twitter or you can also leave a question on YouTube if that's how you watch the show. Just leave a comment on any of the shows from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and I'll answer that question on Friday. Shame, shame, shame on all of you for sitting there and making fun of Matt Rule on Monday. Matt Rule down at the NFL owners' meetings in Palm Beach, Florida, was in a picture of all the other NFL head coaches. And look, Matt Rule did not have the best fit of them all. And if you looked around, it's not like any of the other 28 NFL coaches that were in that photo were all that well-dressed. Cliff Kingsbury is a back wearing shorts. He's the only one. Again, it's like Florida. It's probably 80 degrees. It probably makes the most sense to wear shorts. But Matt Rule, who's sitting there front and center next to Sean McVay, he's got his polo on. He's got a real, he's got a weird stance and he's got his pants that are extra wrinkled and a little bit too long, but come on. How dare y'all make fun of Matt Rule? I get it. You're upset with Matt Rule. He's only gone 10 and 23 his, two, his first two seasons. He's said some weird things in press conferences like it took Jay-Z seven years to become an overnight sensation. And hey, you guys should be patient. We're going to get it fixed 1,000%. I'm confident in the Carolina Panthers turning things around as he lost seven straight games to finish the 2021 season here in Carolina. I get it. You're frustrated by the moves that he's made. At quarterback in the option, uh, fifth-year option of Sam Darnold to come back here and the money the Panthers are paying him. I get all of the frustration in that it's become a time-honored tradition to make fun of Matt Rule on Twitter every single day. But how dare some of y'all sit there and mock Matt Rule and what he's wearing? I've seen some of you out here going to Panthers games and what you're wearing. First off, if you're wearing a jersey, that's kind of weird. You're wearing another man's name on the back of your shirt, especially when you see some of the things that these dudes do. You probably shouldn't be doing that as a grown man. I've always thought that was kind of weird. If you want to wear a logo stuff like on a polo, cool with that. But another guy's name, that's kind of weird. So, hey, I'm just going to point that out. I've also seen some of y'all traveling to Panthers games who are part of the Roaring Riot. Not trying to call anybody out, but I'm just saying, 
seeing what some of y'all are wearing. It's not like everything that you wear is fitting of your body and that you're wearing the right sizes. Some of y'all need to go on what not to wear that used to be on Bravo, I think, just like Matt Rule. And I'll, I'm just going to say this because I'm not going to stay in here for bullying, especially when I walk around this city and I see Panther fans, I see regular citizens who probably need some help with their wardrobe. A lot of folks do. So how dare you sit there and make fun of Matt Rule? If anything, he might have embarrassed his wife a little bit because you know Mrs. Rule is not letting this man out the house dressing like that when they got to dinner here in Charlotte. You know that's not happening. David Tepper did tell us, though, that like Matt Rule, he also dresses like crap, which is what attracted him to Matt Rule. Used to be a short order cook. He used to be a short order cook. He dresses like crap. I dress like crap. So we got to see it. Should not have been surprising. But all that said, stop being mean to this man. Stop it. Y'all are wrong for that. Y'all are all wrong for that. You know who also is wrong? David Tepper, he's wrong. David Tepper, down there in Palm Beach, Florida, the opportunity for most reporters and national writers and insiders to speak to these owners comes at the NFL owners meeting. Someone that we have not heard from a long time is David Tepper. Now, when it comes to the soccer team here that has won more games, I think, the last two weekends at home than the Panthers did all of last season, he speaks. He said a little bit of things about the soccer team, hasn't had really much to say about the football team since December of 2020. And that's curious, considering that when David Tepper first came here to Carolina, he had a lot to say. He was very vocal in how he was going to change the culture here in Carolina and that they were going to be a team that had sustained success after he fired Ron Rivera and sat down with Bill Voth on Panthers.com and talked about how Rome wasn't built in the day. And he talked about having to be in constant pursuit of that quarterback who can hoist the Lombardi trophy. If you don't have him, you have to go out there and find him when Teddy Bridgewater was still here and there's still two weeks left in the season. David Tepper was very vocal, but he's been very quiet over late. He has not said anything at all. And I've been someone who has been a proponent of, hey, David Tepper, maybe say something to your organization and your fan base to why you still believe in Matt Rule, who after two seasons has lost a lot of favor in this city. Now, you don't have to. I see it from one side to play a little bit of devil's advocate. If he speaks, all you vultures and jackals out there, and me included, are going to twist every single thing he says and are going to come after David Tepper. There's not really anything he can say that's going to appease anyone or the majority of fans, at least the ones I hear from, other than, yeah, Matt Rule's fired. Now, if he does it now, at the end of March, that would be a terrible decision and would put the Panthers behind the eight ball. Like, that would make no sense at all. It still might make a lot of people happy. I would like to hear David Tepper at least say something, acknowledge the season ticket holders, who at the very least, he's not charging the more prices next year, that next season. Now that might be only a certain amount of season ticket holders and PSL owners, but still it's better than nothing. I just wish he would say something. Now, Jonathan Alexander, the Charlotte observer said he tried to speak to David Tepper and David Tepper ran away. A little bit of cowardice there. I'm not saying David Tepper is a coward per se. I'm just saying showing a little bit of cowardice by running away from this when he's been someone who's been very bold and brash about what he wants to do here in Charlotte. When you have the pursuit over a year for Deshaun Watson, who's accused of 22 civil suits, or he has 22 civil suits accusing him of sexual misconduct and assault, and that's someone that you wanted despite all those things. Maybe you should answer to that, especially to the woman in the community and other people in the community who might be offended by all that. Might be something that you want to talk about, especially considering how you got the team from Jerry Richardson. You look at what's going down in Rock Hill at the practice facility in New HQ. Maybe you'd want to answer to what the hell is going on with the financials as being the richest owner in the NFL. And yet, oh, 
they're not giving him enough money. Rock, York County down in Rock Hill, which is where the county of Rock Hill sits in, is now having to give more money so things can get back underway construction-wise. What's the deal there, David Tepper? Why do you believe in Matt Rule? There are things that we'd like to hear from you, but instead you're running away with your billionaire buddies down there in Florida and not wanting to answer a simple question from a reporter who's just trying to relay what your thoughts are to the fan base, your customer base. And I get it. You're rich. You don't have to answer to any of us. It doesn't matter whether people show up to the games or not. The NFL's, what, $110 billion TV contract is going to make you richer than God, which you might already be anyways. Just thinking, going to be a part of this community might make a little bit of sense to say, hey, guys, this is how I'm feeling. I understand you're upset. But then again, I might be running away and not answering questions either because all it's going to do is make people yell, yell, yell. But as someone who does content, talk about the Carolina Panthers Monday through Friday, run out of things to talk about, David. Give me something to talk about and answer to these fans. But in the meantime, y'all need to stop being mean to Matt Rule. Come on now. And really, my shirt's not that. It's see, Look, it's a, it's a bamboo shirt. I can't actually iron it. So this is how it looks when it comes out of the wash. And I was kind of moving out my my winter clothes, my summer clothes, just been sitting in the in stores, whatever. You don't care. Either way, let's take a quick pause here. Sam Howell worked out on Monday morning in Chapel Hill. Is he an option for the Carolina Panthers? As they had some folks down there, we'll get into that conversation here in just a moment on Lockdown Panthers. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. And it is Armageddon down here in the state of North Carolina as for the first time ever. The North Carolina Tar Heels, who are going to their record 21st Final Four, have won more games than any other program in men's Division I basketball in the NCAA tournament, will face off against their bitter rivals, Duke, as Coach K, who's had a, a year-long retirement tour, getting his flowers, telling everybody how great he is and how he said, no, it's not about me, it's about my players, even though at no point in time has Coach K ever told the media, maybe just calm down a little bit. And on the other side, you have Hubert Davis, who's crying, saying how much he wanted it for his players. And then there's Coach K, who's like, this is just a great opportunity for me, and I'm so excited going down to New Orleans. Well, guys, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the sports leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now 
by joining Wondery Plus. Special shout out to all the Duke fans who watch the show. Actually, um, it's fun because I got comments that did call it the Duke fan who left me a three-star review because he was like, well, Duke fans are Panther fans too. It's like, I don't care about your feelings, buddy. It's all in good fun. Duke has a great program. I respect Coach K. The fact that he's been able to win multiple national championships across decades and stand the test of time. He's one of the best to ever do it. There's a great argument that he is the best to ever do it. I'm just a Carolina guy, man. My parents are in Carolina. My dad grew up in Chapel Hill. My family, if you guys have ever been to Mama Dips in, in Chapel Hill, that's my family restaurant. I got Chapel Hill in my blood. I also went to a private school in Elon, so I know how private school people are. And I'm always just going to, you know, needle Duke fans. I think it's great that we have two teams in the state of North Carolina in the Final Four. Every year, I want every single team in the state of North Carolina to play in the NCAA tournament. Even state, even Wake. I want that to happen because it's more fun that way. We are Hoop State. So it's really exciting that we have the Final Four going on, even though it's going to tear me apart. But all the Duke fans out there who listen to the show, just know I'm just being hard on you because it's a rivalry. We mock each other. Come back at me. If I, I'm going to dish it, I'm going to be able to take it too. If Carolina loses, I'll come up here. Y'all should already know this from the Cam Newton stuff when I said it was never going to happen, and it happened. And I was excited as everybody. And I said, you know what? I was wrong. Throw tomatoes at me. I can take it. If you can't di- if you can't take it, don't dish it. That's not me. I can dish and take. So if you want to talk trash me the rest of the week, and if it happens, if Duke gets their redemption, which you're never going to get back that loss at Cameron, it's never going to happen. Now, it will make you feel a lot better if you can beat Carolina, but then you still got to win a national championship. If you don't beat Kansas and Villanova, then, hey, congratulations, you won the Final Four game, but you didn't win what you really wanted to win, and you're never getting that Cameron, uh, that Cameron game back. Now, if you lose to Carolina, check mate. Final game at Cameron ruined and the first time meeting the tournament at the final four in coach Gay's last game, the heels retire him a team that was on the bubble first year head coach, Hubert Davis, whose name you won't hear all week. Cause all the headlines are going to be about coach K and his opportunity to ride off in the sunset with national title his sixth. We'll see what happens. I'm just saying, you know, don't be too sensitive. Cause I could take a joke. Y'all should be able to take a joke. And again, heels lose, bring it on. I'll take it. Maybe it's karma. I don't know, but all the pressures on Duke coming up. This Saturday down in New Orleans. I'm very excited to see what happens. It's really going to be a fun week for everyone here in the state of North Carolina across the world. That's a Panther or that's a Panthers fan, of course, and a Carolina or a Duke fan. So hopefully that's gonna be really the last of it. I just want to say that. So yeah, I was like, stick to Panthers. Like, buddy, Lockdown Panthers host by Julian Council. You guys listen. I'm not trying to be narcissistic, but you guys listen to this in part because you like Julian Council. So maybe you want to hear what Julian Council has to say about other things. Mainly you want to hear Panthers, and that's what we're gonna give you. But I'm also going to sometimes veer off. You're here to listen to me and what I have to say. That's kind of how these things work. So I'm going to say what the hell I want. If you don't like it, then maybe go find another podcast. that will make you feel warm and fuzzy inside because I'm not going to hold back. Okay, moving on, though, to Atar Hill. Of course, Sam Howell had his pro day down in Chapel Hill on Monday morning. The ACC Network did a fantastic job covering, covering it as, well, a lot of the NFL execs weren't there because they're all down in Florida for the NFL owners' meetings which is now going to lead Sam Howell and Carolina to have another private workout amongst other NFL head coaches like Mike Tomlin apparently said he was ticked off that he couldn't go. And I don't really know why Mike Tomlin needs to be down in Florida anyway, for the owners being, I don't know really what they're going to do down there. Well, there's one thing they're going to do about the overtime rule. We'll talk about this, that here shortly, but the Panthers were represented as it's only a two hour drive to Chapel Hill. 
send somebody. If Rule can't be there, Fitter can't be there, someone should be there. Director of Player Personnel Pat Stewart was there, along with College Scouting Director Cole Spencer at the Pro Day. And I saw a tweet out there that Cole Spencer was like, man, that ball is really live when it's coming out of Sam Howell's hands. Now, here's the thing with Sam Howell. And I watched every snap this guy played. Love Sam Howell, love his competitiveness. He took a ton of sacks. He ran a lot last season. He's the only reason Carolina even went to a bowl game. You look out the town around him, Josh Downs is fantastic. He lost two NFL wide receivers in Diami Brown and Daz Newsom, and of course, two running backs, Michael Carter and Javante Williams, who I think Williams, especially in Denver, now Russell Wilson's going to flourish. Two really good players in the backfield. And the O-line wasn't great. And you saw him have a step back last season. Now, if you look at his overall production from the year prior, his numbers weren't all that dissimilar. There was just a ton of expectations as Carolina started the season off as a top 10 team when it probably shouldn't have been, but based off of how they played in that Orange Bowl against Texas A&M, a lot of people kind of bought into, hey, the guys opted out and Carolina still was competitive against an SEC team that has as much talent as Jimbo Fisher's A&M squad does, and A&M is going to be a really good program. So I think that's why people bought into it, but Howell did not play up to the expectations a lot of us had. Now, you watch the games, he was pretty good, but he still holds onto the football way too long, which has been a problem for him the first, all three years. His freshman year held onto it too long, sophomore year held onto it too long, and especially last year, held onto the football too long, tried to do a little bit too much, just trying to compensate what was for what was not around him there in Chapel Hill this past fall. But the guy's a great leader. He's got a great arm, best deep ball thrower of all the players in this draft class. And if you look at the overall resume of what they did statistically among the NFL quarterback prospects, he had the best. Him and Desmond Ritter had the best careers. Now, Ritter winning the AAC twice at Cincinnati, going to the playoff, first group of five team to do that, probably has the best of all the resumes. Kenny Pickett was a Heisman finalist after, well, three, four not great seasons there in Pittsburgh where he wasn't going to get drafted last year. And now – you know, he might be the top quarterback taken. Malik Willis was good at Liberty, but did not have the numbers that Sam Howell had, but he did perform well in, back in 2020 against some of the top teams like NC State and in the bowl game against BYU that he played against that season, right? I think it was Colson, one of those teams that he played against. So I'm just looking at it. Howell, like most accomplished of all the guys, and just statistically, he was great. Now, is he the answer for Carolina? I don't know. From my understanding, the Panthers have about a second-round grade for Sam Howell. If y'all remember, the Panthers don't have a day two pick, so it's not like they can sit back. They can take someone at six and then get Sam Howell on Friday night because they don't have a pick currently. Now, there is a scenario where the Panthers trade back, are able to get a second round pick, and then could take a left tackle later on in the middle part of the first round, like a Trevor Penning. Or they could take a quarterback like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett by trading back and getting to the middle part of the first round. That could also lead to a situation where maybe Atlanta at eight takes a quarterback. None of these quarterbacks, according to anybody who knows this stuff well, thinks that they're worth a top 10 pick. That does not mean the Carolina Panthers won't do it. The more I listen to Scott Fitterer, he said it several times, that's a place to take a swing on a quarterback. And you have to have one. You have to draft and develop them. And then fiscally, looking at the cap and what you don't have to, what you pay for a rookie guy on that salary, it makes a lot of sense in trying to team build. And then once you get to the point where you're paying um, a Holmes or a Josh Allen almost a, qu- a quarter, a billion, or two, to almost a half a billion dollars, it's hard then to try and build your roster, as we've seen, as Tyreek Hill became a casualty there in Kansas City because he wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver, and the Chiefs really can't afford to do that. And it's all right, fine, go to Miami, where you're probably going to lose and not have that much success because Tua is not 
Patrick Mahomes, go get your bread. You already won a Super Bowl. So at this point, does it really matter whether you win or not? I sure as hell wouldn't care if I was Tyreek Hill because as long, as long as you get a Super Bowl, you're a made man. And depending statistically, maybe he'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. Either way, don't really care all that much. But just looking at team building wise, getting Howell, you know, maybe in the second round after trading back would be cool. But also just looking at this contract structure, by being a second round pick, you don't get that fifth year option, which means he would have to play pretty much immediately. If you get Malik Willis or you get Kenny Pickett and you want to, especially if you get Willis, you want to sit him for a year. That's fine. You still have four years of him under a salary, a controlled salary. You have two seasons to figure out whether he is deserving of the fifth year option. And most teams are doing that with their quarterbacks. Now the Jets didn't want to do it. The Panthers did it for them by trading for Sam Darnold. But you you basically need to come up with a decision after three years to know whether these guys are the guy or not. Because in most cases, as you've seen with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, if they turn out to be the guy, you're going to sign them that time. That's what's led to the issue down in Arizona for Kyler Murray, who is upset because he wants to get paid after three good seasons for Arizona and getting to the playoffs this season. There's been other situations like Daniel Jones in New York where they picked up the fifth-year option, but they still need to see more. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, they wanted to see more, but now, as we've known, they're ready to move on as they brought in Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Baker Mayfield over the course of three days, went from QB1 to QB3 and headed out of town. So for Howell, he'd have to play right away. Is he ready to play right away? I don't know. One of the things that he wanted to show scouts was his footwork. Because at Chapel Hill, it's an air raid offense. And they're not looking at reads. They're not going to examine the offense, which is why someone like Kenny Pickett has been viewed as the most NFL ready because of the offense he played at Pitt with Mark Whipple, who used to coach Ben Roethlisberger with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that he had to learn the offense, had to go through progressions. And that has now helped him to where you saw. He was a really good player this past season. And maybe it just took him time to understand the NFL offense. And now he'll step in and he'll be right where he left off. We'll see. With Sam Howell, I love the guy. I'm not necessarily sold on him in the NFL. I hope he goes to a great situation. Is Carolina a great situation? Better place where the roster is now than it was last year. And Scott Fitter said that on Friday. I agree with him on Monday when I spoke to you guys last. I'm just not necessarily sold on Sam Howell being the answer here long-term for Carolina. It'd be great marketing-wise. Local kid. Played for Carolina. Really easy for people to get behind him, especially the Carolina Tar Heel fans that are Carolina Panther fans as well. But is, he the, is he the answer? Mm, I'm not so sure. Best of luck to Sam. Hopefully, if he does come here, hopefully he succeeds. If he doesn't, wherever he goes, hopefully he succeeds. I feel the same way about Daniel Jones, a Duke guy, because he's from Charlotte and Charlotte over everything. Okay, and Anthony Boone, by the way, Weddington High School quarterback, then went to Duke, Sam Howell's quarterback coach. We can all get along, guys. Duke, Carolina State, doesn't matter. Well, maybe not State. We can all get along. Okay, quick pause again. Then overtime rules. We love to talk about that because everyone is so upset that Josh Allen didn't touch the football. Let's get into it next here on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tear lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box to know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. One of my favorite things about the NFL is when something happens on Sunday and we spend the entire next week crying about it. Actually, that's my least favorite thing about the NFL and sports in general and how we have discourse about those things on social media and on podcasts and across every single content outlet there is remember when chiefs and the bills had a fantastic nfl divisional game and that divisional round was incredible it was the best that we've ever had that should have been celebrated all the games coming down to last second field goals and going to overtime that should have been the conversation instead it was Oh, Josh Allen didn't touch the football because of the coin toss good god folks Do you like anything? Does anything make you happy? You love football, but yet you spent the entire week bitching about Josh Allen not getting an opportunity. Now, it's not the first time that's happened where a coin toss decided the game. And if you're not watching on YouTube using, you know, quotes when saying that the coin toss is why they lost the coin toss. It's not like they had 60 minutes prior to decide. It's not like Buffalo up 13, up not up with 13 seconds left. It's not like they had an opportunity to win the game then. But yeah, it's the, it's the coin toss is why the Bills lost and the Bills didn't win a Super Bowl, which thank God that didn't happen. I don't want that to ever happen. I don't need Buffalo Bills fans running around my city covered in blue cheese and wing sauce celebrating a Super Bowl while the team here in Charlotte's losing. I don't want that to happen. They're good people. They are. They are. Love JJ's Red Hots. They're great people. Love Bizante. Hawthorns love them. But come on. I can't have, not Hawthorns. Uh, what is it? Lebowski. Can't have that happening. Maybe Hawthorns is Buffalo. I don't care. Can't have that happening. But it's not the first time that happened. Go back a couple years ago, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, didn't touch the football, Patriots go to the Super Bowl. Everyone was upset. Even though earlier that day, New Orleans won the toss after getting screwed with the pass interference deal, and that led to a rule change that was a complete mess the next season. Drew Brees threw an interception, and then the Rams kicked the 56-yard field goal and won the game in overtime to go to the, play, go to the uh, Super Bowl. And no one, no one talked about how that happened. They only talked about how Patrick Mahomes didn't touch football, who was a revelation that first season, becoming the MVP and the 50 touchdown passes, whatever it was, and everyone loved Mahomes. And I was upset too, mainly because I just didn't want Tom Brady to go back to the Super Bowl. 
I wasn't like upset with the rule. A lot of people have been upset with the rule, saying that both teams need to have possession of the ball and over time, at least in the playoffs. There needs to be equity because life is fair, apparently. News to me that life is fair. There needs to be equity in football. Come on, guys. Come on. I understand the frustration. But had that been Jimmy Garoppolo against the Packers, no one would have said a word. But I understand. So the NFL intermediate going down there in Palm Beach, Florida, they're having conversation about two different overtime rule proposals. One is fairly simple. Each team would get at least one possession in overtime, and it's tied after those two possessions. The next score wins. So then there we go, equity. Everyone gets to touch the ball, and then if it's still tied, then that next team who scores wins. So okay. I guess that must be good enough, but also who knows? The, number, the second one, if Team A – scores a touchdown and a PAT on the first drive of overtime. Team B needs to score a touchdown and must attempt a two-point conversion after that touchdown. So the game is over after that second possession. So that's kind of, you know, more gimmicky. Now I saw some of what has happened in the past. Seven of 12 playoff games that have gone to overtime ended on the first possession. I think 10 of those 12 teams in the playoffs that got the ball first, won won the coin toss, went on to win. The two that did not. Coincidentally, Kansas City, after winning it this next week against the Bengals in that overtime game, after everyone spent all week complaining, the Chiefs won the coin toss, did not win that game, and then going back to that playoff where Drew Brees and the Saints, who got screwed on the pass interference non-call, they ended up turning the ball over and not winning that football game. I'm a guy who says play defense. I understand how the rules are where you can't touch a quarterback, can't do anything to receivers that it makes it harder to play defense but still we have three facets of the game you have offense defense and special teams all of them are important and we learned that weekend during the divisional round how important special teams was that's the only reason the 49ers won that game the block field goal the kick at the end of Robbie, Robbie Gould, who had the worst special teams unit in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. That's why they lost that game. We saw with the Bengals how important special teams was. We saw with every single team how important special teams was. Even Buffalo, the decision to not squib the kick is part why they lost that game. Also, not getting off defensively. So I, I hear the, um, the frustration. And my thing is, too, if they change it, y'all are going to find something new to complain about because you're never going to be satisfied. And if things aren't completely entirely fair, which the NFL has done everything in their power to make things equitable. Look across the sports leagues, like Major League Baseball. If you're not a big market, you're not going to win. NBA is basically the same thing. You might have a salary cap, but if you're not in LA or Boston, New York, well, I mean, the Knicks are a disaster, but still, you're probably going to have a tough time winning as we see here in Charlotte. The NHL, a little bit more parody the nfl has the most parody so you can't sit here and complain about it not being fair when of all the leagues here in america it has the most parody it doesn't matter what market you're in i mean buffalo come who the hell wants to live there and they got von miller to go because they're they built a good organization cleveland sean watson what they didn't even have an nfl team in la for years now they have two so i get the overtime rules frustration all about that For, for me i don't really care Honestly, it doesn't matter to me. I'm cool with the game. Like, okay, so the players in the NFLPA, NFL Players Association, they have said for years, like, they don't want more games. They don't want to play longer games. That should be important. But as we know, the NFL does not care about the players, and the owners damn sure don't care about the players because all they care about is their almighty dollar and making more money. That's what they care about. So for me, if if anything, if they want to change the rules, okay, fine. Do it for the playoffs. The regular season, it's only 10 minutes. 
do we really have enough time to go down to have two different possessions as we've seen how long it takes a lot of times do we have enough time for that and if okay a team takes eight minutes to go down and score a touchdown yeah we, we have plenty of situations in the game but come on, after playing 68 minutes you really think the other offense is going to be have enough gas to go down there and to be able to win that game maybe they have a chance i don't know but do we, we don't really need it i think in the regular season in the playoffs i hear you there in the playoffs if you want to give the quarterbacks is such a quarterback driven league you want to give them both opportunities fine whatever it's just at some point you know you got to get off the field maybe and defense matters too that's just me you feel however you want okay that's gonna wrap it up for me here on this edition of locked on panthers kind of a spicy edition of locked on panthers i don't know what's going on with me today i'm sorry about that gonna try and tone it down a little bit tomorrow as matt rule your best buddy who Again, you guys need to apologize to Matt Rule. Stop making fun of him. Hopefully, he finds a better fit tomorrow down in Palm Beach because it's kind of embarrassing for white man. You know, you know she didn't let you out the house looking like that here in Charlotte, and now you go on vacation with your buddies. You can't be doing stuff like that, Matt. Be better. He'll be speaking to the media on Tuesday morning, so we'll react to whatever the hell he has to say. God, please don't say anything stupid, Matt. We'll be doing that here on the next edition of Locked on Panthers. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council for every single Friday. Answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me or leave a comment on any of the YouTube shows from that week, Monday through Thursday. And be, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms out there. In the meantime, be safe, keep pounding, and I will talk to you. We will come on Wednesday. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.